Welcome to Stutzcast on Saturday, May the 1st. <clears throat> the day after Christina's birthday. And I'll tell you about that in a minute. But uh, it is a beautiful, clean, clear morning. I feel like I could see for miles. I can see for miles. I can see the rock of Gibraltar. Just if I turn around, just gleaming. That's got to be 30 miles away. Yep. And I can see the peaks of the Atlas Mountains in Africa. That's got to be whew, 40, 50 miles away. Incredible. Oh, can you hear that? That's a cockerel. Anyway, let's get started. Runy and I are off. It's 7.58. 7.58 over here feels like 6.58 in Connecticut or even earlier. Not a song around. The sun's just coming up. And uh, well, it's Saturday, so I guess it's uh, not a working day, but really, the road is quiet and there's uh, nobody in sight, which is a good thing, <coughs> because Rooney is off his leash and I've been informed that uh, it is illegal to walk a dog without a leash that's over 25 kilos. <coughs> so we are breaking the law, Rooney. Anyway. Thank you for joining us, and uh, I'll try and point out some interesting things on this walk. So, off we go. Well, can you hear that? It's a cuckoo. Or is, it a, or is it a dove or a pigeon? I think it's a cuckoo. Rooney's making a lot of jangling noise as well. It kind of stands out when everything's so quiet. <laughs> well, we're off. And uh, it does seem like it's uh, well, a special morning. Do that, Rooney. Just about to pee on somebody's motorcycle. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm just walking around uh, the Calle del Cuscus, which is the kind of the, the final perimeter road in the back of the village before we go up a hill and out. And it's a, it's a, it's a gated road, so there isn't any traffic unless it's traffic going to and from the houses here. And. Uh, It's uh, clean. That's, that's the sort of the word that springs to mind when I look up. Clean air, clean sky. Beautiful singing birds. I don't know quite what they are. But, uh, oh yeah, that, that's the blackbird, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We looked that one up the other day. Rather, rather uh, 
impressive and superior song to the blackbirds of the salt marshes of Connecticut, I have to say. <laughs> Who just make a sort of a, some of them they make a kind of a coughing sound and some of them make a sound like a, the old fashioned dial up modem. But these guys, they sing like a choir. The sun is, is coming up and it's just catching. I'm walking up a hill, as you can probably tell by my breathy commentary. And the sun's just catching the top of a construction crane. <laughs> Rather spoils the image that I'm trying to create of the, you know, the beautiful architecture and scenery. But uh, once it's finished, there'll be another beautiful house up. But the sun is just, well, it's actually now it's coming up fast. But it's just picking out this orange crate with Picardo. <laughs> Big sign at the top. Oh, look at these guys. Little tiny birds singing around. <laughs> Gosh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. This is a different experience, isn't it, really? We're not used to this. Yeah, that's a pigeon. <laughs> hello, hello. And you look around at me as if to say, who are you talking to? <laughs> talking to the birds, really. Ah, okay, so the crane towers above me now. And below it, at the foot of the crane, is this house under construction. It's, God, it's going to be big when it's finished. Just carved out of the side of the mountain. And uh, I met, met a couple last uh, Monday or Sunday, whenever it was. Rini, I think there is a car coming. Yeah, there is. Rini, come here. Ruth, come here. Come here. Let's let this car go by. Stay there, stay there. <laughs> right. And they told me that it's their son-in-law who's building it. They didn't refer to their daughter, so I assume that their daughter isn't married to him anymore. Do you hear that? I've got to find out. I've got to find. I will find out what that is. But uh, what if I can do it right now, live? So I've got this uh, cool new app, which is a kind of a in, in construction type app. Uh, just bear with me. I'll see if I can find it. And we'll do a live. Uh, no, it's not that, it's not that, it's not What's the name of the app? That's going to be my downfall, isn't it? Can't actually remember the name of the app. It's funny, when you look at your app lists, you can never find the one you're looking for. Um, hmm. Come on, John. Well... I'll just do a search on 
bird. See what comes up. Bird net. Yeah, I think that's it. Bird net. Okay. Could do without that dog barking. <laughs> okay. Okay, we have recorded. Uh, one record. Let's see if it can find it. Funny sound, isn't it? All right, let's give that a go. Oh, interesting. Now we're going to walk past the house where the big Alsatians, as they call them around here, or German Shepherds, as they call them in America, lives. Probably going to get barked at. Oh, yes, there he is. In the same house. So we have to run the gauntlet of these two dogs every time we go for a walk. <laughs> I'm sure the neighbours, well, actually, they're not really the neighbours too close, but I'm sure they don't like it. Yes, yes, yes. He's a good guard dog. Yeah. Well, now we're sort of getting away from the, uh, the built-up area. I'm just I've forgotten about that bird call. I'm just trying to work out how it gives me a result. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh well. We'll press on. We'll press on. If I do find out, I'll let you know. This is quite a steep climb now. Ooh, hurting the old quads. Doesn't seem to be bothering really too much. Oh. This is the steepest bit. This is a frustrating mountain because every time you reach what you think is the summit, you look up and there's another peak above you. Oh. Okay, a little bit flat here. <laughs> oh. Gotta get fit. It's, uh, it's a different kind of a walk, isn't it, really? The walks that we're used to. Very different. Okay. I'm, uh, I'm now looking to see if I can uh, tell you how high we are. Not doing very well this morning. Oh, never mind. Um, yeah, oh my God. Yeah, keep your eyes open, John. That is quite a view over there. It's uh, looking out, you know, south southwest towards the, uh, well, in, into the Mediterranean. And I've got my binoculars, so I am going to have a look now. I know this isn't wildlife, but it is nature. I'm looking, I'm just tuning in 
Oh my God. I can't believe that I can see the Atlas Mountains in Morocco, the North African coastline, really clearly. Wow, that is something. Beautiful blue. And I can just about make out some ships. Oh yeah, I, I can. Some cargo ships. One, two, three, four. Waiting to move into the ports. <sighs> it's good to be alive today. Yeah. So now we're moving up into the uh, the green the green hills of uh, El Madrinal. Which is uh, a rather exclusive part of this area in Spain, and there's, a, there's also a, a well, there's El Madrinal up here, and another club called La Zagoleta. They're two exclusive communities, really, where uh, people build their houses in sort of fairly secluded and remote parts the mountain where you wouldn't think it's possible to build houses but it is and uh, it really is sort of a credit to the builders around here that they can do all this it's you know they seem to take a sheer face they carve carve back into the mountain like as if they were digging a quarry and they create a little bit of flat at the base and then they you know put their foundations down there build upwards you know, and they build some some gardens and that, that sort of stuff. Nobody's got a lot of land, but uh, surprising how much they can build. We're going to get some... Uh, oh, yeah, as I come around the corner now... Ooh, there's the sun. Ah, I should have, should have worn my baseball cap. It is a bright ball of fire. Just coming up beside the tallest mountain in the area, which I think I never mentioned last time, it's called La Concha. It's about a 4,000 feet high peak. It was pretty high. And uh, I was talking to our neighbours actually, Carl. We went round to their house, we were invited very kindly for a sort of a welcome drink. And uh, he, likes to, he likes to go running in the mountains. He's very young, they're a young couple. I hasten to add, I found myself sort of stupidly saying, oh, I'd love to do that <laughs> in your dreams, John. <laughs> no way you'd be able to keep up with him. He's probably about 35 years old. A very fit uh, Swedish guy. <laughs> anyway, he likes to go yomping through the hills. And I don't really quite understand whether he meant actually running or, or just sort of fast walking or whatever but anyway he tells me that it's possible to he said if I had five hours I could get to the top I thought five hours need about five days but no he, he seems pretty confident so, and he says there's all kinds of walks so Rooney we, we've got to give it a try if I can ever get you to go in a car he says there are all kinds of walks up there. You don't have to walk to the top. He said there's one hour walk, there's three hour walks, five hour walks. You can take your pick. So now I'm looking at it. 
Oh, I've got to put my hand up to blot out the rays of the sun because I can't see anything otherwise. But oh yeah, there, there it is. Sort of sleepy hills. Well, that's a mountain. That's not a hill. And and we're we're walking in the sort of foothills. Oh, there's a beautiful dove just fluttering above me. There's nobody around. As it's Saturday, the construction construction has stopped around here. Just a moment of peace. Well, actually I can hear somebody with a hammer. That's probably the same sound that you would have heard if you'd gone back a thousand years. <laughs> At least it's not a sort of a, you know, a drill or an electrical tool or, a, you know, petrol engine. Yeah, so, in the absence of too much bird life, oops, bird life, I fell over. Actually, I will say that uh, yes, not yesterday, the day before yesterday, I was walking around here and uh, I could see through my binoculars a team of about five or six vultures, very, very high. It's hard to really identify what kind of vultures, but they were vultures. Um, just circling on the thermals. And then a little bit further along, just about where I'm, I am now, I looked up and there's one very broad winged bird on its own, very high. And it had, you know, sort of fairly uniform feathers all the way from, from the tip of its wings to its kind of armpits. And it was on its own, which tells me there's a possibility that that could have been an eagle flying on its own. The vultures seem to fly in groups, but the eagles, they fly alone. And I know they do have them, the golden eagle in these mountains, so maybe we've seen one already. Couldn't promise it though, because he was too, he was too high. But I could tell from the wing shape there's a good chance. Ah, more walkers. Rooney, come here. Rooney, 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 come here. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Sorry, he's very friendly. I should have. Is he all right? Oh. Yeah, for you, yeah. you're very, very Oh, okay, good. <laughs> oh, Rooney. He's trying to play, but he's a bit, yeah. bit too big. <laughs> Beautiful morning, isn't it? Yeah, gorgeous. <laughs> anyway. Exactly, it's 1st of May. <laughs> Enjoy your walk. <laughs> you never quite know which language to start in here, around here. English is always a good bet. <laughs> Spanish is probably the last, last one you should try. I think they might have been Dutch or Swedish. Uh, you can usually tell the Dutch accent that got a lot of shh sounds in it, a bit like Portuguese. Anyway, young couple. Well, I say young, younger than me. A small white dog going on their morning walk. It's funny, the comparison between you know, meeting people 
in uh, Connecticut and meeting people here. There's lots of similarities. You just sort of wish them a good walk and all that sort of stuff. The difference here is <laughs> they could be from anywhere. Uh, now I can hear some drills and things going. You probably can too. It's the other side of the gorge here. God, it's a, you know, I, I suppose it's about a, what, what would you say, Rooney, about a, a half a mile across. <laughs> but if you were to go down the gorge and back up, which you couldn't because it's too sheer, but if you were to try, it'd probably take you about a day. Oh yeah, you can hear them now, they're, they're at work. I, I was wrong, they obviously do work on Saturdays. Oh, it, it, you get the sun and the moon up at the same time around here, it's very odd. The moon, it's about a uh, three quarters moon. It's just sitting there like a, like a sort of a, I don't know, translucent, sort of very, very perfect ball. And I look the other way, so I've got to put my hand to my forehead just to sort of block out some of the sun. And it's just, so now I'm looking sort of north. See such a long way when you get high. <clears throat> so yeah, yesterday. Wow, Christina's birthday. What a load of excitement we had. <laughs> well, I have to I have to confess that in the uh, you know in the, in the sort of confusion of the move, I hadn't bought birthday card. Um, but I, I was pretty sure there were cards in, in the desks. So I got up early and r rummaged through the desks and didn't find any cards. But what I did find was a wedding photograph of Christina and I walking, having just been married, walking down the aisle. Oh, here comes more people. Ah, Shrikey and Leo. <laughs> it's Leo Reiki. How are you? <laughs> what a beautiful morning, isn't it? Yeah. First of May, almost, almost summer now. Yeah, first of May, great. The birds are happy, yeah. I know, isn't it? Isn't it beautiful? Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to identify who's who, but not, I'm not familiar with them yet. So. They start early. Yeah. Even when it's dark, they already start. I I woke up about three o'clock in the morning. Something was singing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, wow, yeah, three o'clock in the morning. I was five, five, and my wife too. And yeah. We, already the birds were, were going happy. And yeah. And there wasn't even light, but. No, it's fantastic. Did you ever? Yeah. Because I know you like birds and nature. Did you ever walk that that path um, going up to Benavis? Not yet. I've I've been in the car up there, and okay. I've been swimming down in the river yes, yes. in the summer. That's a nice spot yeah, also, eh? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, now, but I haven't okay. done it yet. Not, not looking for birds and not with him yet. Okay. I'm not sure if you're allowed to go with dogs up there, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll try. Yeah, they, <laughs> the Spaniards are easy with swimming. Yeah. And he's a good yeah. dog. Yeah. Oh yeah, he doesn't, uh, no. doesn't bother. do anything wrong. Although I've, somebody told me yesterday that um, any dog over 20 kilos has to wear a muzzle yeah. and uh, has to be on a leash. Which I thought he's not going to like that. Yeah, they don't <laughs> enforce nothing. No. No, as long as he's good behaved. No. 
Yeah, we used to have dogs, but they were not well behaved. No. And now, and then you. That's hard work. Uh, Sharpays. Little dogs are they? They're no? little. Yeah. Yeah. Not too little, you know, but they're. Oh. The male is this size. Oh yeah, yeah. decent size. Yeah. yeah. And they are kind of protected. They're very protected. Oh really? Burn them anything. <laughs> yes, I've had dogs like that. Well behaved, though, you know. Yeah. We had them for our protection, actually. Well, he's a dog lover. Right. So, so good guard dogs. Very good guard dogs. Yeah. Uh, we lived, yeah. Uh, you know, where we lived in um, Arizona. Uh, oh, you needed... Yes. Right. Oh, was yeah. it? So, yeah. Right. So it was kind of okay. Yeah. That they, that they went their own way. They're all yeah. mine, you know? Right. So right. Let them, let them do. Well, I think all the... I mean, he... You know, he fools me that... You know, I'm the owner, but I think actually he owns me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, yeah, yeah. he's teaching. Go. He's teaching yeah. me what to do. Oh, you're an intelligent man. <laughs> yeah, I think. <laughs> anyway, enjoy your walk. <laughs> Come on, Lund. So that's Leo and Reiki, who I met earlier this week. You see, now they are Dutch. <laughs> Isn't it nice? <laughs> Just. Everyone's so friendly. Um, so yeah, I was going to tell you about Christina's birthday. So anyway, I got I sort of signed up this uh, photograph I found, which I thought was pretty nice. Christina liked it. And we had a few gifts that we brought over. Two or three, not many. And we had a nice breakfast on the terrace. And then Christina wanted to go down and do a, uh, a workout. So she went to this gym she's joined up and did a, a really tough cycle, spin cycle. And now I had my instructions from Maya to go buy flowers. So I know a good flower store, beautiful flowers. So I went there, that guy's been sending flowers there for at least in my memory, the last 40 years. Anyway, I got her some flowers, which I sort of said were from all the kids. And uh, also bought her, now you may find this not very romantic, but I knew she wanted it, an air fryer. <laughs> Which apparently, I've never used it yet, Maya's got one at college, or she has access to one at college. And apparently you can fry, you know, fries or chips, as we call in England. You can fry anything without oil, it just fries it in hot air somehow. Comes out crispy and uh, obviously not bad for you. So we have bought one. It was Christina's birthday. It's so funny. She was on the phone to many, many people throughout the day. And I could hear her say, with some excitement, I got an air fryer for my birthday. God bless her. You know, it's like, well, it's not. But I mean, imagine you bought somebody a vacuum cleaner or something for their birthday and they got excited about it. Anyway, it's not quite like that. Um, Anyway, so we, uh, we do really have any lunch um, because she had uh, Zoom classes to give, you know, all through the afternoon. She had like three, four in a row. Really good. You know, people Zooming in from uh, the USA to take fitness classes with her on our terrace. Rather special, really quite nice. And then, around about four o'clock, she finished. And, 
then we had calls with friends, you know. Uh, lovely. Um, and uh, we had a bottle of champagne. And then, you know, I said, well, would you like to go out for dinner or lunch or whatever time it was? It's a bit awkward in Spain because I didn't really eat dinner till late. And she said, nah, maybe. Then she said, what I really like to do, go down to the bar. There's one bar in, in the village. And uh, I know that you can have an Indian restaurant nearby deliver to that bar. And then we can just walk back up and eat it at home. And that's exactly what we did. But the, the, uh, the excitement was, we were at the bar and, and you know, we're new to this village. So, you know, I took Rooney down with us as well. And I think there were probably more dogs than people at the bar. <laughs> Everyone brings their dog, it's so friendly. So we, which way should we go, Rooney? I think we've got a long route. Um, so we went to this bar, Paul was the owner of the bar, he was rather chuffed because his terrace was full. He must have had about 20 people in there, which is a lot for that bar. You know, it's cocktail hour, six o'clock. And uh, everybody was friendly, you know. And uh, anyway, we were meeting this uh, couple. There were a few people we were talking to. I think he's called David, Scottish guy. And his wife, she's from England, and they knew my mum. <laughs> they come up to me, are you Dottie's son? <laughs> I've actually called the house Casa Dottie because it was hers. <laughs> A nice little souvenir. Um, so I put, that, you know, put some tiles above the front door. So it's Casa Dottie, which I know is a bit touristy, but it was her house. I want, you know, I want to remember that. I want people to know that. Anyway, this guy said to me, are you, are you Dottie's son? Yes, I am. He said, God, I love Dottie. <laughs> it's quite nice to meet people who knew your mother. They all know my brother. They don't, they don't know me because he comes a lot. And uh, so anyway, whilst we were talking to this couple, this car draws up. The guy comes out, he's got a package, all kind of, you know, rather elaborately, you know, wrapped. And he walks up to us. And I, I'm thinking, is this the Indian food we've ordered? And I thought, it can't be, it doesn't look like Indian food. And he doesn't look Indian. So, uh, hang on. Oh, it's a car going into a, oh my God. That looks like a sort of a drug dealer's mansion, that does. <laughs> Huge house. Um, anyway, this guy walks up to us and he says, uh, Christina, I said, well, this is Christina here, yes. He said, this is for you. I said, no, 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 it must be a mistake. What do you mean it's for us? We've ordered an Indian food. He goes, no, no, I can assure you. That it's, it's Spanish, you know, talking to me in Spanish. I can assure you this is for you. I said, well, how can it be? We, we didn't order this. <laughs> and uh, it was a beautiful, you know, gourmet package of wines and cheeses. And then we looked at the card and it said, from the Burns and the Pincuses. <laughs> Would you believe it? Somehow, our friends in America had contacted this gourmet sort of, sort of shop, delicatessen, whatever, in San Pedro, which is the town at the bottom of the village. <laughs> Just one second. Hello. Buenos dias. <laughs> oh, come on. 
Hola. Okay, so Spanish worked on that one. Old couple. Um, yeah, somehow they they got in touch and coordinated timing-wise. They found out what time we were going to be at the bar. How? I, I still don't know. They found out when we were going to be at the bar. Even if we were going to be at the bar, it was a fairly whimsical decision. It wasn't like a solid plan. But when I think back, yeah, Suzanne was texting me saying, what are, you, what are you doing tonight? <laughs> where, where are you going? And what time? <laughs> but you know, with Suzanne, she's she's you know good on details. So I thought she was just being Suzanne. <laughs> but no, no, there was an ulterior motive. Anyway, really chuffed Christina was. Made her day. And the whole bar suddenly realised, oh, it's Christina's birthday. <laughs> you know, there's no, no, we're not going to go down there. And there was no getting around it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was rather special. And then, uh, you know, we had calls, not Zoom calls, but just telephone calls with uh, Christina's mum and brother. It was lovely. And um, Katie and David, you know, our, our friends in uh, St Albans in England. You know, we had uh, a video call with them. Not video, sorry, telephone call. No, no, it was a video call. Um, and it was rather nice because we had our Indian food on the terrace with them on the screen. So it was rather like having dinner with them. And now, because the time zone is only one hour different to the UK, it was a lot easier. You know, we've tried a few video calls with them when we are in the States and, you know, it's six hours. But no, it's five hours, isn't it? <coughs> <clears throat> Still, quite a lot. <sighs> so yeah, that all worked. And then we had our final video call with Harry, our son, who was just driving home from work. <laughs> He's funny, Harry. He said, Dad, have you got any more um, Mallory tales? I said, Mallory? What do you mean? He said, you know, Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> oh, that, I see what you mean. He wanted to know, because I've been reading, you know, Sir Thomas Mallory's Mort D'Arthur, which I've podcast on that before. And uh, he quite enjoys the stories of Sir Lancelot. So I gave him a story or two from Sir Lancelot's, you know, adventures. And then, uh, that was it, off to bed. And uh, yeah, it was just so nice. I woke up this morning and it's just like waking up in paradise. Long may the spell last. I was saying to uh, Michelle, our neighbor, I said, does it all wear off? You know, do you become blunted and blind to all the beauty around here or does it last? And she said, no, it lasts. She said every day I get up and I just breathe in and think how lucky we are. So let's hope that is the case. Oh, there's a doggy barking in that house. There are a few people living here. Yeah. And the other thing I like to do is to, uh, you know, I, I 
reading. When I wake up in the morning, before I get up, I like to open my book and read. You know, I love to read bits and pieces. I'm still dipping into the, uh, you know, the Call of England, <laughs> which is a funny book to be reading in Spain. But, uh, but I am. And uh, oh dear, we're going to make ourselves unpopular, really. These little dogs are barking at us walking past. <laughs> Move quickly on. Okay, from this angle, you know, I'm walking from the north side. This village is sort of, it's built into, you know, two sides of the mountain. So now I'm coming from the north side back towards the south side, which is where our house is. And I'm looking at it. God, it's so pretty. All the houses are different colors. It can be compared to, you know, the Amalfi Coast in Italy. It's that kind of effect, you know, all the different coloured houses built into the mountainscape. Um, okay, so I'll just give you one little flavour of um, what I'm reading in uh, Let's Hold, not, not Let's Hold Well, it's a different book. This is called The Call of, Call of England. And uh, he's driving around, stopping at various you know, towns and villages and cities in, uh, in England. And he comes to uh, Hornchurch, which in itself, actually, the story around that Hornchurch used to be called uh, uh, Havering. But it was, it's called Hornchurch now, and uh, the reason it's called Hornchurch is because it is the only church in England that instead of a cross above the, you know, the east window or the east spire, it has the pagan symbol of a bull's horn. Or actually, it's a pair of bull's horns. And it's been there for, you know, <laughs> a thousand years or more. And uh, that's why it's called Hornchurch. And you won't come across many or any other churches in England that don't have a cross above them. <laughs> but before it was called Horn Church, it was called Havering. And uh, the story goes that Edward the Confessor, who was King of England, you know, well, he died in 1066, didn't he? So, Shortly before he died, a few years before he died, he was consecrating the church, that very church, Horn Church. And uh, an elderly beggar, in the, in the sort of description given by H.V. Morton, he likes to, he likes to flower things up, he's a good writer. This elderly gentleman of noble bearing, he said, um, but, but a beggar came up to the king asking for arms in the name of John the Evangelist. And the king <laughs> wasn't carrying any money, as very rich people often don't. And, uh, but he was impressed by this elderly beggar. And he said, well, I haven't got any money on me, but uh, here. And he picked a ring off his finger. Come on, Ruth. And he said, here, have a ring. 
have a ring. <laughs> well, that's the story. That's how it, you know, became Havering. Anyway, that's not the end of it. What happened was, um, you know, a year or two later, some pilgrims were on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem and uh, they got lost in the desert somewhere and uh, they came across an elderly gentleman of noble looking appearance and uh, they said we're lost can you can you guide us and he said yes he said follow me and he, he took them in and gave them shelter and gave them delicious foods and looked after them he said where are you from and they said we're from England and he said England he said, give my regards to your king, King Edward. And here, and he took a ring off his finger and he gave it to the pilgrims. And he said, your king gave me this ring some years ago. Please give it back to him with my thanks. And uh, tell him that within six months, he and I will meet in paradise. Well, they went back to England. They found the king, they told the king the story and uh, gave him the ring and of course the king remembered the, the, the occasion. Anyway, he did die around about the 5th of January 1066 <laughs> and so one can only assume that he met. Now I didn't tell you that uh, this, was, this gentleman was supposed to be John the Evangelist. <laughs> Anyway, the last part of the story is that that very ring, Edward the Confessor's ring, is the same ring that is put on the, on the finger of the monarch of England, every monarch of England since, at their coronation. That is the coronation ring to this day. <laughs> so how about that? That's what I was reading in H.V. Uh, Morton's The Call of England. I tell you, he's such a good writer. Oh, Rooney's gone charging off after a cat. This is not good. Luckily, there's nobody around. The, uh, I'm finding things out fast around here. There are a number of cats that people put trays of food out for. They don't really belong to anybody, these cats, but they're just looked after. Which is quite a good thing, because they keep rodents down and what kind of thing. And apparently if you take a cat to the vet, you can have them neutered for nothing. So they're kind of encouraged. Really finds it fun to go chasing after them. <laughs> anyway, how long have we been podcasting for? 40 minutes. What do you think, Ru? Dog bark. That's the same dog. You know, we've come in a big loop. And there he is, barking at the next person walking. It's slightly awkward, isn't it? Can't go on a walk without setting that dog off. Anyway, I think we'll move into the clothes now as we're nearing home. What do you think, Rose? Yeah, you're always ready for another round, aren't you, Rose? Anyway, we'll I'll go have some breakfast in a bit. Well, back into the village, 
I'm going to walk up this little narrow cobbled street just for variety. Can you hear the wind? It's just being caught in the top of the palm trees here. Not windy at all at street level, but obviously it, these are quite high palm trees. And they're catching the wind above us. That's well nice. Anyway, I just wanted to say thank you on behalf of Rooney and myself for listening in. And uh, I promise I will get more knowledgeable about bird life around here. But in the meantime, thank you for listening in. And uh, we'll talk again soon.